Hey everyone, in case you haven't noticed, we live in some very confusing, challenging, and changing times. It sure isn't easy following Jesus in 2022. How can we stay grounded in our faith, stay true to biblical convictions, and how can we become more like Christ and share Him with the lost and hurting world around us? This is Real Christian Talk with Pastor Steve. Welcome! And thank you for joining me on this special bonus episode of Real Christian Talk. It's a special anniversary episode. I wasn't even planning on really doing it, but it is exactly today, one year ago, that this podcast started. And so I figured, eh, what the heck, let's go for it. So uh, this episode is going to be a little bit different, um, at least in terms of how I've prepared it. Uh, I don't have as many notes, as much of an outline. It's going to be more of just a kind of conversational episode. But as always, I did want to begin with a passage of scripture. And this time I wanted to read from John, John chapter 1, John chapter 1, verse 17, which says this, For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. That's a powerful passage of scripture. And I believe it speaks to uh, the essence of what we should be trying to do, particularly in the times that we're living in. Um, We live in a very polarizing uh, time, a time of of extremes with just about every issue. And we see that whether that's in society or often we see that as well in the church. Sometimes I see Christians come across as very, very loving, very, very affirming, Uh, very welcoming, but lacking in biblical truth. And other times I see Christians really great at preaching biblical truth, but not very good at loving people. And Jesus, well, he did both. Jesus exemplified throughout his three and a half year ministry and throughout his 33 years of life on this earth, the perfect balance between having compassion and having conviction. And I believe God's people are called to have both, to have both towards our fellow believer and to have both towards our neighbor, whether they be Christian or not Christian. I believe we're called to have both with the message that we are proclaiming to our generation. And that really is the heart behind why uh, I felt led to start this podcast in the first place. So it's been 36 episodes now. I had to slow down as I've been working on my Masters of Divinity. But uh, for a time there, we were cranking them out every week. And um, there's been thousands and thousands of downloads of this show. And I just wanted to take a moment to thank all of you. uh, To thank family, to thank friends, to thank uh, church family. But also to thank, uh, you know, those of you who I have no idea who you are. And... You know, I know for a fact from from the stats that there's people uh, throughout the country, throughout the United States that listen to this show, and there's people throughout the world that are listening to this show. And uh, and that's just such an honor and, and such a privilege. And I really appreciate it. I really appreciate all your your you know support and just checking it out and listening and giving me a chance to to share what's on my heart. And um, you know, the format for this is is been very simple. I always will pick something that I, the Lord lays on my heart 
that I feel needs to be addressed. And I'll always come at it with, with a biblical passage. If you notice every episode of this podcast, I start with a biblical passage. Why is that? Well, because first and foremost, uh, I believe in the power of the word of God. The Bible says in Hebrews 4 verse 12, the word of God is living and active, that it is like a sword that judges the thoughts and intentions of the heart, that it penetrates deep the, beyond what anything else ever will. And so that's why, to quote the Reverend Billy Graham, I preach the Bible and I preach it with authority. And as a pastor, and I am a pastor, I'm a senior pastor, I've been one for over seven years now, after having been a youth pastor and an associate pastor for seven years in my church, um, which I've had the honor and privilege to to be involved with now for, for so many years here, I am not a believer in uh, coming at you with anything that's just purely my commentary, my thoughts on the, the issues of the day or what's going on or any of that. Because at the end of the day, yes, I do infuse my opinion uh, at times. But I really try in these episodes to always have the basis for all that is going to be shared to be scripture, to be what's biblical, because I believe the body of Christ always needs God's word. And quite frankly, I believe that this generation of Christians, though we have the Bible app on our phones, though we have five Bibles in every American household, a church on every block. Sadly and tragically, most Christians do not know God's word. Most Christians are not equipped with God's word. I'll never forget when I was serving in an internship program, when I was at uh, my Christian college and I had to do that for my major. And so I I, uh, tried to serve a youth ministry. And this particular youth ministry was very large and it had, you know, an impressive gymnasium and they'd have lots of great games and they had a very talented musical band that would lead us in songs about God. But when it came time to the word, I noticed, at least in the times I was there, that the youth pastor rarely, if ever, talked for more than five minutes and rarely ever opened the Bible. In fact, kids never brought the Bible to church. And one time I asked them, well, guys, how come you don't bring your Bible? And they said, well, we don't need it. And, and that really struck me. And I remember actually confronting the youth pastor with this. And I'll never forget what he said. He said, well, here at this church, this youth group, music is where these kids get their thing with God. And, and that really struck me because, don't get me wrong, I love music. I love worship. I love uh, all those things. I love fun. I love games. I love entertainment. But at the end of the day, what everybody needs, regardless of where they are in the spectrum of life, whether they're younger, whether they're youth, whether they're uh, adults, whether they're older, senior adults, we all need God's word. We all need his word. And particularly with the times we're living in, the confusing, challenging times we're living in, now more than ever before, we need to have the foundational basis of authority by which we are able to discern what is true from what is false, what is right from what is wrong. 
And that's still 36 episodes ago. The very first episode of this show was called The Art of Discernment. And it took me five and a half hours to record that because I was new at this and I was nervous and I kept messing up. And uh, and I thought that was kind of funny looking back because because uh, now these are very easy to record. It's a very natural thing to do, but it was a whole new experiment for me to even try and do this. And I really got talked into doing it in my mind really from, you know, at the time with the pandemic starting, I've always liked to uh, to write. I've written books. I've written uh, opinion pieces and articles and news for newspapers and Christian Post and online blogs and you know uh, someone told me uh, somebody I have I'm not even really per se friends with from college days you know Steve you really should consider doing a podcast and that thought really had never come to my mind seriously to take you know uh, to heart and and that really started this whole process but the very first episode of this show was called the Art of Discernment. Because even a year ago, and yes, still now, I continue to be burdened pastorally for the lack of discernment for Christians. And and I believe that is directly tied to the fact that, as Hosea 4, 6 says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And specifically in the context of Hosea, the lack of knowledge of God's word, of God's ways, of God's statutes. In a world that's so loud where the world is constantly uh, shoving its agenda, its message down our throats, it's imperative for us as believers to be able to tune in to hear what the Holy Spirit is having to say uh, and, and, and through his word, what he's trying to say. Because, uh, you know, ultimately, we need that authority. We need the authority of God's word to answer the questions, the struggles, and the challenges that, that come with being a Christian in the 21st century. And I felt particularly burdened, you know, a scripture that inspires me is uh, Acts chapter 20, verse 27, where the Apostle Paul says, we did not shrink back from bringing to you the whole counsel of God. And I thought that was really important because, think about this, the Apostle Paul and the ministry of the Apostles was all about how they were bringing God's word and they did not shrink back, that's his wordage, from bringing the whole counsel of God. And what I tend to see, particularly in the pulpits of America today, is uh, indeed a shrinking back, a hesitancy, a, a fear, if you will, of, of presenting the whole counsel of God's word, all of what the Bible has to say and how it's relevant to, um, you know, to our lives, to our minds, to the choices we have to make, to the attitudes, values, and messages of our world and our culture, um, you know, we tend to, I've noticed, shy away from dealing with tough topics or dealing with certain topics or dealing with, you know, different issues. And and yes, there are areas that are gray. There are areas that are secondary and, and uh, where they can be debate. And I believe we need to follow, as I've said in other episodes, the biblical principles of how to do that in a civil, loving Christ-like way. But then there are other things that are very clear that are black and white. Maybe there's things the Bible says we wish it didn't say, but it does say. And as a result, all of us have a choice to make as to whether or not we are willing to hear what God has to say and whether we're willing to stand by it. And I, as a pastor, as a Christian, since I've been 12, I think, years old or so, um, I've always been passionate about the importance of standing on the authority of God's word and of proclaiming that. And of not hiding it, not shying away from it, but proclaiming it, declaring it, and telling it. The world needs the truth. 
lying to the world, flattering the world, uh, you know, tr- trying to lie to our non-Christian friends and neighbors, trying to ignore biblical implications for things, or even if we're, we, we don't want to correct a fellow brother or sister in Christ, uh, you know, even though we know that uh, they're in sin about something and, and we should correct them in love or we should talk to them about it, you know, uh, we shy away from, from wanting to tell the truth. And our society, ironically, also can't even agree today on what is truth, on what is actually factual. And we've seen that the last several years in our politics. Uh, We see that in our media. We see that in the aftermath of COVID. Um, You know, what you believe about COVID, what you believe about the virus, the masks or no masks, vaccine or no vaccine, all of that is largely tied to, uh, you know, where your sources are of media information often determines a lot of what you believe about it. And our phones and social media has algorithms designed to give you and feed you sources that only reinforce your presuppositional views already on a subject. So truth and facts in today's world, in today's culture, and in our relativistic culture where absolutism, absolute truth is is considered uh, you know, not applicable in our society today, here we, we follow someone who said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And that just uh, doesn't quite wash in today's world. And as George Orwell, I believe, said, uh, you know, a society that drifts from the, the truth, the further a society drifts from the truth, the more it will hate those that tell the truth. And so, uh, you know, Jesus did not shrink back from telling the truth. Jesus did not shrink back from declaring the whole gospel. Uh, neither should we. And that is certainly a dominant theme that you have heard over the last year and that I can tell you you will continue to hear. However, we are also called upon by God and by Scripture to speak the truth in love. To do it in love is the peace that I also am very burdened to see more of and not less. Unfortunately today, the polarizing lack of civility, divisiveness that is really running throughout our society, throughout our politics, throughout our culture, um, well, that's that's starting to happen in the church too. You know, where Christians are, are not willing to, to love each other as they should and and be willing to dialogue, you know, with each other and, and build bridges instead of burning them. And, and in a time where everybody's, you know, sticking to their tribe and their echo chamber, you know, that's not what God's called us to as Christians. We're called to be ambassadors of Christ. We're called to to preach the good the good news of the gospel to, to the whole world. We're called to build bridges, build relationships, and to share Jesus and show Jesus uh, to those around us. And Jesus had this this perfect balance where, you know, he loved everyone. He loved the sinner, but he did not affirm their sin. And this is where things get twisted with what I often see in the body of Christ today is in the name of love, we often end up either condoning uh, or ignoring what, what the Bible says on different things or on different aspects of the gospel message. And so it's become such a watered-down, diluted, not even worth uh, having taste of a message that will impact or influence anyone. And uh, so again, both extremes are wrong. Jesus, we're told at one point in Matthew, as he looked out at the crowds who were harassed and helpless and outcasts, he felt compassion for them. He felt compassion for them. And God has called us to feel compassion for those to whom he has called us to reach. But sometimes I fear we can become like Jonah, 
Jonah, the, the Old Testament prophet, who was called by God to go and warn the generation of his day at the wicked city of Nineveh, the capital of the Assyrian Empire, the superpower of the world that was brutally oppressing God's people at that time, God called Jonah to go and tell them that judgment was coming, to tell them that judgment was on its way, and Jonah ran the other way. He ran because he did not want to give these people a chance to hear the message of good news. Because you think to yourself, well, judgment's coming. How is that a good message? Because you're warning people. You're warning them that judgment's on the way and that now is the time to repent. And that people did hear the message in the end. Jonah finally did deliver the message begrudgingly. And the people repented. And then Jonah got mad at God because he said to him, I knew you were a compassionate God. I knew you'd give these people another chance. And God does an object lesson with Jonah and tries to convey to him how he should care about the lost souls of those people that were his enemies. And today... It's become a very us versus them mentality with everything, with how we view the pandemic, with how we view politics and the election before in 2020 or the election coming up in 2024 or, or you know, what people believe or what their lifestyle is or how they identify as immediately we have a demonizing mentality that if we're not careful can cause us to fail to see those people, those others those outsiders as human beings created in the image of God who Jesus died for, who Jesus loves, who Jesus wants. And so as I've continued to see this crisis within evangelical Christianity and has many currents, many aspects, many fronts to this crisis, where many I've even known don't even want to call themselves evangelical anymore. For me personally, I still identify as an evangelical Bible-believing Christian because I still stand by what evangelical Christian actually is supposed to mean. But I believe that if nothing else comes out of the last few years, God is doing a great shaking in the world, He's doing a great shaking in our nation, and He's done a huge shaking in the church huge shaking in the church. And I believe it's imperative. I believe that the judgment of the Lord begins with the household of God. And I believe that God is trying to bring us back to those roots, to those things that matter most to be about his business, his mission, his vision, his purpose. And for us as the church, for us as representatives, ambassadors of Jesus Christ, God has called us. He has called us to show grace and truth grace and truth. And so throughout this podcast over the last year and throughout whatever is going to be coming up over the next year and beyond, because I have no intention of stopping this anytime soon, I do believe it's imperative that a balance of compassion and conviction is what is presented to the world. And in every issue that I bring up, every question, every struggle, I hope that that is conveyed because I believe grace and truth and the balance between grace and truth is relevant and necessary for all of us with every issue, every topic that will ever come up on this show. Indifference to the state of the lost, silence when it comes to biblical truth, if it steps on toes or it gets us in murky waters or gets us unpopular, all of that cannot be avoided. 
We simply do not have that option. God has not left that option open to us. We are the watchmen on the wall. And it is time for us to get serious about being willing to blow that trumpet, to sound the alarm, to warn our neighbors, our friends, our co-workers, our family members of the impending time of judgment, but of the mercy that is available through the good news of Jesus Christ. And we must convey that message with speaking truth and in showing love. We can do both. And that is what God, I believe, is calling each of us to do in the year ahead. Well, at least in the next year of this podcast, that's what I'm going to be about, continuing to echo that message. So, you know, this was kind of just a conversational, not really planned out special bonus episode. I promise, I wish I could get to a system where I can promise you on this exact date, there'll always be an episode um, that you can listen to. And hopefully I can get back to that kind of system. I do intend to try for the first week of every month to have a new episode up. Um, that's that's certainly going to be my goal. Until I have the time where I can do some more and, and get back to doing it more often. But if you're enjoying this podcast, if it's been an encouragement to your faith, if it's helped you with things you've been wrestling with, if God has used it to speak into your life, well, I do ask that you would share that, that you would let others know about it. And... Uh, that you would continue to uh, to support it and, and listen to it. But I thank you all again. I've uh, enjoyed the last year of doing this uh, podcast, and, and I'm excited because I know that this is just the beginning. So again, God bless you, and I will continue to sign off every episode as I always have from 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 13 through 14. May you stand firm in your faith and let everything that you do be done in love. God bless.